0: Dancing on wood floors. Title card reads, Northwest Territories, Canada, 1845. Coughing in the background. Pan to show young creed clipping nails. Says to coughing child, All right. Welcome back to another edition of Movie Rewrite, where today we're going to try to tackle not one, not two, but three movies because it's a trilogy known as Wolverine. We don't see him in any yellow. Never. The the one criticism that I got from my significant other was, uh, less shirt through all of them, please. (laughs) And then I'm like, but once we get to Logan – his arms are still pretty jacked out. I don't need to see the rest of him. So we decided to try to tackle uh, this um, quote-unquote trilogy, train wreck, however you want to fit it, describe it, how these movies fit into the X-Men universe, if they even do, if they even should. So it's going to be an interesting topic because there's a lot of different things you could have done, and I think there's a lot of issues with production and just – the overall arc of how this character was going to go. Cause I feel the X-Men movies turned into the Wolverine and he was the one sustaining these. And I think as you watch those movies go, the less he's in them, the possibly worse they get. I would agree. I mean, dark Phoenix. I watched it. That's the, that was the only X-Men movie I skipped going to the theaters for. And then I watched and I was like, yep, good choice
1: man i just i just skipped it all (laughs) together
0: you're not missing anything i mean it's it's,
1: to be fair though it was kind of in some development hell for a while so uh but it's okay it's it's done it's over with hopefully some new fresh um movies will be coming our way in the near future with
0: x-men but Mm -hmm. i guess we'll see Mm -hmm. well let's get into this i want to read the uh X-Men Origins Wolverine. And the cover art on this isn't bad. I mean, we've got this um, terrible Deadpool, the one and only incarnation of Gambit, which I kind of, I like the actor enough. I think he is, I think most characters in these movies are wasted because then they become side characters of someone more popular. But I would argue I've liked Gambit, and I think he deserved better. I Um, would agree. Ah, but that's not the topic of discussion. So today, let's see, X-Men Origins Wolverine. It says, this pulse-pounding action thriller sinks razor-sharp adamantium claws into the <laughs> mysterious origins of Logan slash Wolverine, his violent and romantic past, his complex relationship with Victor Creed slash Sabertooth. They, they call him that in the movie. Uh-huh. And the ominous Weapon X program that unleashes the primal, his primal fury. Among the along the way, Wolverine also encounters legendary new mutants, including Deadpool, Gambit. You'll go berserker for this deeper, darker, more spectacular than ever chapter of the X-Men saga. Dang, that is very misleading. <laughs> Extremely darker, deeper. What? Mm, Come on, mm, that no. is um. I feel like the darker and deeper should be for the last one, but. (laughs) And even then, you're kind of slightly pushing it. Yeah, it's definitely different. Okay, so this movie came out in 2009. Oh, boy. So its overall gross in the U.S. was uh, 3.7, or I'm sorry, uh, 373.1 million. I can't read and it's on a computer, and I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> and then if we just, just real quick skip down to The Wolverine, it made more at uh, $414.8 million, and then Logan brings in it at $619 million is the final chapter in this. And so going back to the origins, our cast is Hugh Jackman, Tyler Kitch is Wolf- as a Gambit, uh of Schreiber as Sabretooth, Danny Houston and Ryan Reynolds. Again, I this cast is pretty good. Mhm. Given what this movie is. Uh our director is Gavin Hood. Lots of TV. Uh he would go on to do the screenplay and direct Ender's Game. Oh, okay. Again, my facts. I'm willing to be wrong. Mhm. The internet can be wrong sometimes. True. Our writer, we've got David Bennehoff, uh, The Kite Runner, Never Saw It, and a bunch of Always Sunny in Philadelphia episodes. Oh,
1: The Kite Runner. I watched that in high school. It was, we had to as part of English. Sure. Interesting.
0: We got Skip Woods. Uh, before this, he did Hitman and Swordfish. And then after he went on to do like A-Team, A Good Day to Die Hard. A Good Day to Die Hard. That was with – that was the uh, the t- – the cyber-terrorism one. I, I, I was confusing it with Russia, right? Or is that the Russian one? Oh, I can't a think of Mike Diehard. Die
1: well, live for your die. Live hard. for your
0: Diehard. Okay, A Good Day die hard is the Russia one. Yeah. Okay, that one was the weakest of all the Diehards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, it's fine. Um, Hitman, Agent 47, and I guess in development, Kanan Lynch. I think that's a video game property. Yes. Going on. So we've got 12 producers. I'm only going to focus on a couple. Hugh Jackman is obviously one of them. And we got Richard Donner, who is of Lethal Weapon fame. And a bunch of the other ones have ties to comic book movies. So we've got an interesting mess of talent here for the most part. And I pulled this off the internet. So our, our director, Gavin Hood and Fox, who's uh, keeping this movie going were in dispute on the film's direction one of the disputes involved the de- depiction of Wolverine as an army veteran with post traumatic stress disorder with the executives arguing that audiences did not n- would not be interested in such heavy themes i disagree with that true but also
1: he's the wolverine why would he have ptsd well i mean i could see it but i mean if you think about it like i, I don't know it seems
0: it seems, given who this character is, PTSD, I guess it depends on the context and what war we're talking about. Because in this movie, our opening scene is bone claws, father murder, and then it's just all a, uh, I can't think of the word. My gosh. We need a montage of all the wars that they fought in together right. until we get to Vietnam, I'm guessing. So they don't give us a timeline. So this movie takes place late 60s, early 70s, which yeah. is fine given Yeah, that we don't know when like, he meets the X-Men in 2000, if that's the accurate. Year. Right. So he's got another long time to figure out himself. So that's kind of just a to, just to touch on this movie real quick. So then we move on, and then – 2013 brings us The Wolverine or The Wolverine and his guardian angel Gene as it should have been subtitled. No kidding. This movie wasn't bad. Like I said, it made more than the previous. So these movies made more money as they went on. So my DVD, I like the cover art. Pretty cool. We got shirtless Wolverine holding a samurai sword. Hugh Jackman returns as the Wolverine and faces his ultimate nemesis. (sighs) ultimate nemesis. (laughs) All right. In an action-packed life-or-death battle that takes him to modern-day Japan, vulnerable for the first time and pushed to his limits, Logan confronts not only lethal samurai steel, but also his inner struggle against his own immortality, an epic fight that will leave him forever changed. I would say that's also very misleading. His nemesis? I mean, he never... (sighs) He, he didn't, didn't know who this bad guy was until, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, exactly. He had no idea what was uh-huh. going on, except people were trying to murder people. Pretty <laughs> that was, much, That yeah. was about the gist of it. And to say, like, his ultimate nemesis is just... That's crazy to me. That's crazy it, talk.
1: It is, because, yeah, it wasn't really brought to light till yeah,
0: way, way later in the movie. So, the cast real quick, Hugh Jackman. Obviously, we got Tayo Okamoto and Will yun our director, James Mangold, comes in for the first time. Uh, Copland, 310 to Yuma, Identity, Night and Day. That's K-N-I-G-H-T. Yeah, that's a Tom Cruise, Cameron Diaz, I believe. It's a while ago. Uh, he then went on to go lo- to do Logan after this. Uh, our writer is Mark Bomback, Live Free or Die Hard. Another Die Hard connection. Mm-hmm. Unstoppable, Total Recall. That's got to be the, the reboot one. That was very weak i thought uh then went on to do dawn and war planet of the apes um scott frank is the other writer minority report i like that marley and me mm-hmm. again i just kind of cherry picked like kind of these odds and in, in the movies nothing i didn't go through their whole filmography uh after this wrote logan and then mostly tv we got seven producers our producer number went down uh, one guy's from the X-Men First Class and Last Stand. Some guy, some of them were from The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. So we've got comic book blood right. producer-wise coming into this movie. So you, so maybe that's why this makes it marginally better than Origins is that we're getting maybe people that understand what's going on and kind of trying to feed off of it. Again, though, this movie's taking place after the events of X3, mm-hmm. um, which... I don't know. I will fully agree with because like I said, like Jean Grey's his guardian angel in this and it really makes him questions his mortality. And I don't like it.
1: Right. Because they really didn't even have like a, like a strong connecting relationship that like was lasted a long time. You know, like it just seemed like a lot of those, you know, the Jean Grey area was just a lot of stuff that was just thrown in there to make a story or make something of it because, If you go back and like watch even some of those older, uh, like the original X1 to X3, like, yeah, she's there. She's present, but she's with Scott. Like, that's kind of always been the thing. And like, I don't know. It just seems like she was in this movie way too much for
0: being dead. And what was super frustrating to me is this movie... Starts out with an inception. It's a dream within a freaking dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was watching this going, <laughs> oh, shit. I just got incepted, bro. From what? Mind blown. Okay, fine. Whatever. That's yeah. how we're going to start. This. But again, as this movie goes, it's significantly better than Origins. And then from that, in 20, from so from 2013 to 2017, we get Logan, our first R rated movie of this bunch. And pr- arguably probably the best. So this came in at $619 million, So again, more. Uh, Cast Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Daphne Keene is introduced as X-23. Mm-hmm. Uh, director James Mangold comes back. So we got a guy coming on You know, two in a row. Good for you. Uh, three writers, um, James Mangold, Scott Frank, and Michael Green. So two of those came back. Michael Green's new. TV stuff, uh, Green Lantern Mm. and then he goes on to do Alien Covenant and Blade Runner 2049 Alien Covenant I have huge issues with, that might have to be a stay tuned on some of those Alien movies, Uh, there's a bunch of additional unaccredited people to this that I think pulled from comic book like Old Man Logan and then Nine Producers uh, Simon Kinberg is a big one lots of comic movies, a bunch of TV and Deadpool. Hmm. So again, yeah, we're kind of pulling for some good people when it comes to comic book stuff, right? And so this movie takes place after the this X Men timeline gets so muddy that I got confused. I'm assuming yeah. this takes place after Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. This movie, I think, has a lot more to offer than any of the other ones. As I watched these movies, my notes got less and less to where I barely wrote anything down on this one. And I had so many issues with number one. So let's go back in and dive into number one. <laughs> so I got from their DVD, boy, and the extras on these were so shitty. Like, really? The Wolverine had like an anti smoking PSA. And I'm like, wow, that's great. So the DVD, I, they were they were interviewing one of the people, and they said that they wanted to start out doing Silver Samurai first. And I don't know they didn't specify like a period piece, like when that take place, but that the studio again we got studio pushback said that they needed to plant the roots first. And so, having heard that, it makes me to believe that they didn't understand their character, right? And that's or- sad
1: characters. Well,
0: why do you go back and say you got established the roots? He's 3 movies into this.
1: That is very true.
0: Establish what roots?
1: Yeah, and seeing that's the thing is Wolverine's been a very popular character even since comics. Like he's I mean almost I think kind of consider one of Marvel's most valuable properties probably like besides Spider-Man because you know, when he was introduced he became very popular um in the comics. So it I don't know. It's i don't know why they would suggest going that route either considering yeah pe- most people probably know who he is and yeah it's like you said they're established in those three first three movies already so
0: well and i think the problem that they were really trying to focus in, in on that their big question is is why is the moon so lonely <laughs> Uh, I think that was the question that they needed to answer from all the X-Men movies that everybody just had to know. Right. Why, Moon, are you so lonely? Yep. Sure. Hmm. <laughs> so this movie, I I oh, take issue funny. with because we've got a character who... This movie starts when he... We kind of started in... So 1845 mm-hmm. is when this movie starts. And... My biggest question... I'm, okay, I've got a lot of big questions. So one of them being, I, I need something to tell me when he stops aging or when he hits a peak of his mutation to where he's going to look 20 now for the next 50 years or right. what, what his aging process... And again, maybe that's just something nitpicky that I've got a problem with and maybe it's not an issue. Fine, I'm willing to go with it. Whatever. So I guess... Also, my big question is: given that he's been in X- three X Men movies, do we need an origin story? No. I mean, I guess when I say origin story, do we need child bone claws? This Vietnam right. get into the, the program type of thing.
1: I mean, I think I think they felt like that maybe some people wanted to see um, you know how it came about because it, it kind of you know is cool. It's one. Of, One of the more iconic things I feel like, especially from, like, you know, like the cartoon, that was kind of a a big deal as well as seeing that origin. And so probably seeing it, you know, on the big screen is probably what they thought people would want. But, I mean, you are right. You probably don't necessarily need an origin story. I mean, you could totally just play off of, you know, X3 and just go with current events. I mean, I, I don't know. That is, that is a very good question because you, I feel like it could kind of go either way but like we are right now though if you go that route of an origin story it needs to be well done which obviously this one really wasn't
0: I think part of the problem was is that the writers, producers even the movie franchise as a whole weren't exactly sure where everything was going to go right. so when they did this one I don't know if it was set in stone that there would be a second Too much less a third mm-hmm. and that's how like you said that. Wolverine is one of those properties, like, he is he was the draw, I think, to the X-Men movies for the most part in some ways. There are characters in there that I like. I thought X2 did a good job with Nightcrawler. hmm And but Wolverine has been central story to most of those movies. Right. And that's why I asked, like, do we need a straight origin story? And I would argue that even if you Weren't intent, or like your intention wasn't to go on and do two or three more, two one or two more movies after this Origins, but I think their plan was we want to do Origins of like these popular characters. I think this killed the Meg, Neto Origins again. I don't need Probably. that. I got everything I got from the X Men right. One. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see this. I, I get the gist, but Wolverine is one of those characters where he's got a messed up past, mm-hmm. and I think if you're going to do an Origins, you got to take it far enough back. And make me really understand this character. Right. And this is my complaint that I had with Venom too, is that I feel more sorry for them, and I don't get the sense that they are as bad as they're supposed to be or what I'm supposed to think they are. Right. And for Wolverine to kind of be, I'm sorry, most of these movies, dude, he's neutered. Yeah. And it's not, I don't know
1: especially the second one with him you know could possibly die it's like we, we all know he's not gonna die like just roll some heads like you, you know and that's that's what a lot of people want to see and i feel like that's why the third one did so well is because they got that r rating they could go a little bit above and beyond with the violence and show like what wolverine can actually really do
0: and that was my complaint with, like, X2 when there's that assault on the mansion. And right. him just going in there and freaking murking people. And I'm like, I know you've got razor-sharp claws. Dude, that that guy's leg is off. You did not flip those guys. Right. These guys, I'm inferring they're dead. I've watched you stab a guy in the chest. But these guys are bleeding out now. Like, you have just killed mm-hmm. everybody in this house. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to make jokes. I need these standalone movies to be the dark half of right. what these X-Men movies are trying to accomplish. So I guess if you're not going to go Samurai, if you, I think that's a mistake. I would agree. He- hear me out on this. I want to see what you think. We're getting, getting, getting into this territory of bone claws versus no claws. Like what happened with the first Spider-Man movies of organic web shooters versus mechanical. Right. We're changing it up. Do we like it? Wait, before you answer, though, here's my pitch. I've been led to believe Wolverine is a skilled expert fighter. True. Samurai level, maybe. Mm -hmm. I would argue if you have his healing and regenerative powers and his heightened senses, the next step for him to be is a skilled fighter. Right. And maybe he, throughout his travels, he's old or, you know, whatever he stops at. Finds himself in Japan and becomes a fighter. Give me, do give me Silver Samurai, but Wolverine's just a skilled fighter. He can take a beating because of his powers. Right. So by doing that, you don't give him bone claws, but you let the bone claws be like something part of the Weapon X program to make him more lethal. Right. And they take his fighting style and skills and work that to his advantage of like, well, if he's good at hand to hand, imagine if he's got retractable claws. Right. So that's why I say like, are bone claws a good idea? And I know, like, it was a retcon in the comics, like, his origin, like, he's always had the bone claws. But well, my first introduction to him is like, that was a byproduct of the adamantium. But, again, why is the moon lonely? Why? Uh, so, what do you think? Bone claws or no bone claws? Again, I guess it depends on how you're going to tell the story.
1: Yeah, that is true. I mean, the the bone claws, I feel like, aren't bad. Especially, you know, it kind of gives how... And amantium Claws came about because there's already, like, kind of a foundation there. Mm-hmm. But it would also be interesting to see, you know, him without Claws and doing hand-to-hand. And just, because, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he's pretty much like Deadpool in a sense. You know, he's just got the healing factor. He's got somewhat of superhuman strength. And, yeah, I believe he has training in martial arts. So, you know, he's pretty lethal as it is.
0: So, before we get too far, if we're talking about Wolverine, like, he is always, like, a short, stocky mm-hmm. fella. And I do remember, like, Hugh Jackman getting cast and people throwing fits about it. Right. And I think he does good with the character. I would agree. Um, with it going to Disney Marvel now and possible reboots and reintroduction of the character, recast. I know there's been things like Tom Hardy you've, and like Jason Momoa. And my argument is that you've got to get somebody we've who's already, 30 and under. And yeah. my vote, my number one vote is Zac Efron.
1: Yep. And we've already discussed this. which he's, I would
0: agree. He's got the build. Mm-hmm. He's got the height. He's got everything else. Just give him the freaking haircut and the beard mm-hmm. and let's go to work. Yeah. I mean... And that's the
1: thing. It, it's almost like the Robert Pattinson with the new Batman. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, like the guy from Twilight. You know, it's like, yeah, Zach Efron, the guy from High School, the musical. We get it. But, I mean, I feel like he has that acting to potential to really pull it off. Like, if he, if someone approached him, like, hey, like, we got a serious character for you, Wolverine. I feel like he would, I mean, not overperform, but I feel like he would give it everything that he got to make sure like that this is what the fans want
0: well i think like my argument too is like i think even when hugh jackman was cast like he was still pretty young Mm -hmm. and so by the time he plays that first movie till now is a good time span and i don't want somebody who's already pushing 40
1: (laughs) right because what if they get stuck doing yeah i mean
0: and i'm not saying like you can't but i do want somebody who's got like, who's young enough to do it still? Right. And pull it off. And mm-hmm. that's why I say, like, I'm not. I, depending on who it is, I could probably just be okay with anybody. Like, I've even heard, like, Daniel Ratcliffe. Yeah. I don't like. I, I mean, I don't mind his acting. Right. I mean, if he were to do the character right, there's no problem there. Exactly. But again, you've got to get a good story, mm-hmm. a good it, it director in there, and someone play. who really wants to do it. Yeah. So that'd be my own thing. Other than that, I. That's my only thing with the X Men at that point. Like yep. I don't know what you're gonna do, but I'm assuming Wolverine's gonna be your big draw. You've gotta get somebody well, in there who can make me believe what's going on.
1: And and now when you said it earlier about most of those X Men movies were kind of focused around Wolverine, like I really didn't pay attention to that. And so now I kinda of find that interesting because it would also be Interesting to see how these new X Men movies might play out. As in, like maybe they'll actually focus more on all of them, because I mean, it, it kind of did in some of those movies too. You know, focus on you know, like Jean Grey and and Scott and some of their little issues here and there and blah blah blah. And then you know the the kind of the Dark Phoenix phase with the last one. But yeah, I mean, they they were it seemed like they were mainly focused with Wolverine and what he was doing and what his thoughts and trials and tribulations so it's kind of yeah interesting to see if we got a different X-Men that focus on all of them as a whole Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. so this movie you don't get anybody of the cast that carries over you get a very bad CG uh, Professor X and a young Scott Summers and that's just all bullcrap these movies need to be separate from any kind of X-Men ties I would rather see Wolverine's introduction to the X-Men starting with X-1. Yep. And that's why like, I would argue like, even if you did this first movie and you weren't sure you are going to have anything after that, you've at least got this one stamped in time of like, you know what, Wolverine was a samurai back in yada yada time. Sometime between the end of this movie and X-1, he's got adamantium, he's got claws. Do I need to see it? I don't know. If I'm a fan of no, the character, certainly. I can infer what happened mm-hmm. and I can dream about a movie. Uh, this is just... The lines in some of these movies, I thought I read that they wrote everything for Ryan Reynolds. They want to let him Mad Lib, so you get stuff like, uh, "You whip out a couple of swords at your ex girlfriend's wedding. They will never forget it." <laughs> As they're flying on a plane, I want to shoot myself in the head because I'm yeah. like, "God damn, why?" Yes, it's, <laughs> uh, it's cringeworthy. This movie in a lot it of ways, is. is very cringeworthy, and just.
1: It didn't age well
0: at all. No. Dude, some of the C G in this is terrible. Yeah. I, mean, I know they use like pra- like actual like claws like he could hold. But like that bathroom scene, oh, you're just yeah. like, well, Why are Awful. these
1: it looks so bad and and I, I remember I texted you this, but that uh yeah, you know, like the end scene of uh all those mutants running to Professor X when he was out there with the mm-hmm. helicopter just looks so fake. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. stuff in video games looks better than that. I
0: don't know why that was so <laughs> terrible. So, Jeez. part of the issue with this is I feel like there's not definition of characters, much less the plot. Right. Explain to me the plot of this movie.
1: Kind of the basis that I got from it was... Sh- we're talking about the first one, right? Origins. Yep. <laughs> was <laughs> Yep. yep. Uh, was Stryker was wanting to like create his own super mutant, which was Deadpool. And like I said, why when you already have Sabretooth, you have Wolverine, you have some like the strongest mutants already, what what do you need this character for? And I get it that's a way to introduce, you know, say Deadpool,
0: but so the, I don't know. The thrust of this movie is the adamantium. They got to get the adamantium. Uh-huh. So my problem too with this is like at some point along the line, like they keep telling me like Wolverine's some badass. I do not see that for the better part of this movie. And he just walks away from them at that on that mission. Mm-hmm. Like he's done with it. It's like what have you been doing to prior to this where all of a sudden you're completely disenchanted with all of it where you can just walk away. Right. You've all of a sudden got a heart of gold. So, to me, he's already kind of in a Weapon X program-ish. Like, they're mercenaries. Right. But was this striker's plan was, like, to get that? And then my other big problem question is, is I don't understand Sabretooth's powers. And B, how come Wolverine can't kill him then? Because that's Wolverine's draw to the Adamantium. It was like, if I give you this, like, you'll have the tools to do it. And then all of a sudden, like, he's better fighting. He can mm-hmm. all of a sudden kill Sabretooth. And it's like... But he could do that already. If Sabretooth's power is right. needing a manicure and healing, how is Adamantium going to change that?
1: Exactly. It's I, not. So
0: there's no definition of powers. No. So real quick, our characters are Agent Zero or Maverick. They, they, comics, you know, switch names here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can absorb kinetic energy generated by an impact without harm to him. Uh, this movie, he was good at guns and could jump far. Right. I did not understand his powers either. Nope. You got John Wraith. You know, phase jumping. Mm-hmm. I liked him. He was... I, I knew what he did. Right. I got it. Dukes is the blob. We don't need another blob. Mm-hmm. He was in X-Men. Remind me, because he gets m- beaten up by Archangel. Is that Apocalypse? It's Apocalypse. Again, a little so, yeah. cameo. We've got the blob again. Mm-hmm. I don't need these side characters in all these freaking no, movies. it's kind yeah. of sad. They're just a waste. So he's got superhuman strength, endurance, and great resistance to physical energy. Uh, his skin is blubbery, elastic, difficult to penetrate by gunfire, missiles, even Wolverine's claws. He's kind of immovable. Like Again, I don't get that from this movie. The guy sticks his hand in a tank and it stops the shell. Right, he blows up the tank, and then after that, we don't see anything except him become fat right. in a boxing ring. Did you uh, call me
1: blob? Yeah, which uh, that seems just. Yeah.
0: Uh, Chris Bradley. He's the guy who can do electrical stuff. His was fine. I don't care. Uh, some of these weren't actually part of any team; they were added on. Um, so like what I pulled from the internet. So, Team X was a CIA black ops team. The 1960s. That's why I'm assuming this movie takes place then. Mm-hmm. Um, made up of Logan, Creed, Mastodon. Uh, some I'm not going to go into most of these. David North, known as Maverick, Major Arthur Barrington, Silver Fox, which is in mm-hmm. this. Noel Higgins, Wildcat, um, Aldo Farrow and then John Ritz. So we've got it. Kind of got some of the characters in this movie. Right. But again. The main thrust of this movie, I'm not led to believe these guys are any kind of super group, but Wolverine, for being the alleged badass, is the one to leave and to have a moral compass where these guys are just all about murking people, even if it's women and children. Right. And I don't understand. I guess I just understand this movie. Is the movie just here to give me the adamantium claws that I've seen in X-Men and already liked?
1: Kind of feels that way.
0: And then to erase his his memory with a magic bullet and there's a deleted scene where they once he uh. gets to that compound at the end he willingly like lets them erase their his memory because he finds out his love is alive and doesn't want to remember it anymore mm. and it's just it makes no sense that's why i argue this movie should have taken place before all these events agreed and it should have just been its own thing they skipped over a lot of the good parts by going over the montage of the wars and mm-hmm. i just i don't get it i mean the big villain in this is Sabretooth, so if anything i'd say Sabretooth has always been his nemesis i which mean you never see again until right x-men and it's a completely different person mm-hmm. and it, it's a weird convoluted backstory yep i don't know whatever
1: yeah and i don't know that's always kind of weird too because I am pulling from the uh the 90s cartoons again but Sabretooth was significantly bigger than Wolverine mm-hmm. and, and that was always the thing like calling him runt and Yeah and that's and that's why that rivalry I felt like was you know portrayed better in the cartoon because I mean Sabretooth could toss Wolverine around like that's because he was like I said significantly just way bigger than him mm-hmm. and you know, obviously you have um, Hugh Jackman, which, you know, he's obviously taller. But, I mean, they could have done some sort of CGI effects or, or something to make Sabretooth, like, way bigger than him. Like, I, I feel like that would have, if they would have portrayed that better, that, you know, Sabretooth character would have, I don't know, maybe played a better role or, or, or something in that movie. Because, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like they kind of did Sabretooth wrong as well.
0: Yeah, well, when you got a character like this who has been living longer than, would like his the, his friends in X Men, right? I need to see. I don't need any of his story connected to any of the X Men movies. Exactly. And maybe the better way to do this, even if again, if you if your intention is just to do one and maybe be done, you could do a Weapon X movie that still leaves a lot on the table. You can only. I mean, right. He was a part of Team X, given false memories. And again, I pulled this stuff off the internet, and because the comic's been around forever, you can always change it up. It's been re- rewritten. It's been redone. And he's been kidnapped to the Weapon X program. He's captive. He's does stuff. You know, the adamantium is forced upon him. It wasn't an option for him, you know, just to kill Sabretooth. So people help him. He's part of Department H in Canada. Department H is a branch of national defense fictitious right and it deals with super persons and they're responsible for bringing together and managing um, teams like Alpha Flight Beta Flight Gamma and Omega Flight so you got all these characters and I'm with you like and I know it's it's cheap out because we've brought it up before like the 90s cartoon mm-hmm. and I know like since that aired and has been done with like things have been rewritten redone but I think you could do a standalone like Wolverine Alpha Flight. Mhm. And just make him part of this team and maybe he gets the claws in this movie. Let's give I mean give me some of that. I'm not saying I need a radar our movie, but no. I need to, I need to I need to understand Wolverine as a person. Right. And his issues.
1: Well, e- even um this was this was like one of my favorite episodes um with the uh, X-Men is it was like a, a little side thing that Wolverine went off. I think he like went to Alaska and like Sabretooth like tracked him up there. And that episode was mm-hmm. just about those two fighting. I mean, even if they just did that after extra, I mean, not, not exactly that, but just followed Wolverine and like what he did after like those events or, you know, when he veered off and we don't even necessarily need an origin story, you know, because like we were talking, we, he already kind of almost had that in the first one, you know, of him, coming to xavier's not really knowing i mean we kind of had an idea where he was coming from i mean and that's the thing is that i feel like a lot of people that are going to see these movies already kind of have an idea of who wolverine is how long he's been around i mean obviously there's going to be people that watch him and have no clue but i mean that's that's not the majority the majority is people know what's should be happening in these movies mm-hmm. and you know I, I feel like that probably would have been a better route to go instead of an origins
0: yeah, because there again, you—I mean, in in the comics, he's had interactions with Captain America in World War II, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier later on, and if this was oh, in the '60s, that
1: would have been cool seeing a crossover.
0: with Captain America, yeah. Who owns who at this point? I don't even want to <laughs> yeah. get into that. Yeah, you've got, you've got a way to get him. Let me experience what a samurai trained Wolverine does in a World War II situation without yeah. Bone claws. That he is just a fighting machine like show me that berserker rage where he is just Mm -hmm. animalistic like he loses himself in the violence yeah and again if you don't if you're too scared to go are fine but there is ways to tell a good compelling story and when they back away from telling like a ps ptsd story Mm -hmm. that's that's pansy yeah that's what this guy is because then you're showing me he's been in all these wars you're telling me he doesn't have issues
1: yeah and which that would make perfect sense i mean i know kind of backpedaling now but and say like always oh, wolverine like why would he have these issues but now i'm thinking about it you know he, he did have some issues like in the comics and in um even like the cartoons so i mean yeah that i guess that would make sense it would probably be a lot better story than what we got now It'd be kind of interesting to see how that would have played out i
0: mean you've got cold war you've got vietnam
1: yeah i mean because i think he pretty much served in like Almost like every war. The guy's from
0: 1845.
1: Like, for some reason. And he like, was
0: 12 in 1845, so sometime he stopped. So, I mean... He, he grew into Hugh Jackman, and that's where he stopped.
1: Right. <laughs> well, so, like, let me ask you this question. Like, like, imagine being in, like, one or two of those wars. I mean, do you think... I mean, I know there's, like, drafts, but, I mean, geez, like... Like, was that, like, his decision was just to go into, like, all these wars and fight because he knew he could you know like like did he ever think like man i want to sit this one out like i'm i'm tired of fighting wars or was that like his like drive was you know like i got to fight for my country like i know i can't die like y- y- you know what i'm saying so that would also be another interesting story to see if you know like those events play out like yeah like i'm going to go to war for these reasons or you know because that's kind of what i was wondering too is like it seemed like you
0: fought in like every single war well that's what's it's a good question because this his origins, I mean it, it starts with Sabretooth ending up being a monster and just murdering people hmm. from the helicopter. Okay. And, just, and then and then Wolverine starts having issues with it. So by that, I would almost to me anyway, I interpret that as maybe they both liked what they were doing and go into war and having justification for killing. True. And then Wolverine like starts to have a change of heart. Or yeah. something happened. I that's, don't know. That's
1: a good. That would be a good story to tell as well.
0: I I don't know because this it it just all of a sudden like it's a pansy Wolverine. He's done with this. Yeah. Then he walks away from a team who has given him life or a purpose. I don't know. And it's a good question. You've got a guy who essentially can't die. Yeah. Give me something like some kind of lesson learned or big deep tragedy, and that was part of like when of the samurai stories isn't his like love get murdered by the silver samurai and make him a mutant that's what i'm saying like i need Mm -hmm. something and then if you're able to build off of what you started with like the first one whether it be a a japanese story or cold war whatever story you can build off that and lead me up to an adamantium but they had to jump into this adamantium because yeah i think that's what everybody wanted and expected
1: well, and also the, the whole, like, silver samurai thing and him, them, like, drilling into his claws to get his, you know, his his, his marrow, healing. I guess. You know I mean? Whatever. I guess it works. But, I mean, still, it's just, like, his ultimate nemesis, like the back said, like, it, it didn't make, like, a whole lot of sense because, yeah, like, that character didn't show up to, like, almost way late in the movie, and then that became the ultimate fight because, you know... Ending fight scene. You
0: uh, know, I thought the whole thing was awkward too because he saves the guy in World War Two. Mm-hmm. So we've got a period piece already, and then like they're best friends from here on out, right? And I'm like, dude, you. <sighs> okay, so <sighs> should he remember this guy? Cause <sighs> X Men One, he gets a brain in his a brain in his bullet. <laughs> God, I need a, brain in my <laughs> bullet. a bullet to the brain and he's that's when he starts losing stuff. Right. So in the time frame, should he remember World War II and who he met there? Whew, man. Because again, we get X Men and he doesn't know who he is. Right. And as it goes, if okay, you can argue Professor X helped him. Fine. Sure. Helped him lock his memories. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. But still, like there's so many it's just this is one of those <laughs> franchises that's so frustrating because yep. A, it's so it gets terrible, mm-hmm. and once you think about it, it unravels. And B, because there is great potential there to tell something, mm-hmm. but you just the creative differences. I guess what drives me crazy is yeah. you can't just focus in and be like, "This is who he is. This is what we want to focus on." Right. So I get tired about being neutered. The Wolverine, he before any big fight scene, he gets that weird thing on his heart to where he can't heal as good. Right. Before he fights all the Kuzan stuff. Yep, and then he's neutered for the rest of the movie until the very end, and then it's just all all our World War Two. Right, and that's I'm learning and growing, and I love people. Like
1: we want some action. Like this is X Men. Like action.
0: I could use a spy thriller. I don't care. Wolverine's done it all. Yeah. Just, because the guy can't die. Yeah. He can go into almost any combat situation and walk out of it the other side yep. fine.
1: And that's why I feel like that, you know, them adding that effect of, oh, like, our main character is, like, hurt and he could possibly die and he's critically wounded. It's like, we know he's not going to die. <laughs> hey, give us a different story. Like, do something. Like, we want to see action. That's, like, what the X Men's all about is mutants fighting like other mutants and. You know, fighting to try to save the humans. Like, you know, just something. And, yeah, just weak sauce.
0: Yeah, this movie tries to hit on some of those, like, deeper themes. Like, uh, he wants to die. Mm-hmm. Especially after the events of X3 where he kills Chime. right. And that's fine. That's an interesting theme to explore with somebody. But you haven't earned that yet. True. Because there has been no stakes up to this point with this character. No. No. And in some instances, you made me feel like he's stupid. If we go back to the Wolverine or or Origins, um, he gets fooled by a fake death of his girl, and you're like, "Dude, True. and I, you know, I guess you could." Again, there's there's an out. Like <laughs> her heart was super slow, but I'm like this yeah. is the Wolverine. He's got heightened senses. Like yeah, he should he knows. know life and death. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, so The Wolverine It's basically a corporate espionage movie Yeah Of people just being money hungry Trying to grab yep. The money And uh, they cast in this I, I liked the girl That fights with him Yep, I like the dynamic of that She had moves, it was good It's a good dynamic between the two of them And I go back to Wolverine does not have a definitive fighting style no. Of any kind. It is just hack and slash if he can. And my, I think my one complaint is adamantium the strongest metal to man and can cut through anything. Hmm. I don't know. I mean. Which is stronger, samurai steel or adamantium? It should be adamantium. How is he having sword fights? That's also very true. I remember watching this in the theater. Oh, by the way, we've never seen any of these in a the theater together. No, we've been better about that lately. But uh. mm-hmm. right, yeah, we were on a. We weren't even in town for this, and I remember that was like my first like watching this. I was like, wait, this guy's having a sword fight with these claws that are the strongest thing on earth with a samurai sword. Mm-hmm. No, that sword should be cut. In half. Into three different pieces and over with. Done. But we don't. Again, it's a neutered Wolverine. Like, he doesn't want to kill that guy until he gets stabbed by him. He's like, all right, fine. Yep. I'll take you out. Yeah, I... (laughs) Again, that's why we're talking about these as a group because I don't think they work together as, if you want to put this as a trilogy. No. Because they get too intermingled with Mm X-Men for better or worse and that... I mean the Wolverine it it leans a lot on X3 and the death of Gene as his main problem with life and not wanting to be part of any society right it's like no that should be an issue way prior to this yes he should see a lot of death have lost a lot of people he's loved Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying the death of Gene Gray should be water off his back no but in the grand scheme of things like to him (sighs) I don't know anyways X the Wolverine's better it's just more of a... It's it's a corporate espionage right. disguised as a Wolverine movie. Mm-hmm. But he does nothing sleuthing. No. Whatever. So we move on to Logan. First rated R mentioned before. Mistake or not. I mean, we've complained that you got a guy with claws. I need to see the hack and slash.
1: You were saying complain with it being rated R or...
0: Well, so... Y- I know like the thing to say was like well Deadpool broke down that wall and I would say no I would
1: Dude.
0: Blade Blade I think to me was the first like comic book movie that was mm-hmm. R that was successful Right. and maybe like the Duff Dolph Lundgren Punisher
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm which oh, those are so good or Punisher I liked the made, first, like there's I, I really like the first one There's but, movies
0: yeah. that have been rated R that are comic book Mhm and for them to all of a sudden be like well Deadpool did it and it worked out we're good I think that mm, is it's
1: a, it's the, such a cop out. It is. I, I I think it's the fact that they they played it well of how it's supposed to be played, and didn't like screw the character completely up. You you know what I'm saying? Because we're talking about Deadpool. Y- yeah. Okay. Because you know, <laughs> depending on the humor, like you got to really know that character to and and like the things that the character would say versus what they wouldn't say. And so, yeah, I think it's kind of silly to say, oh, well, Deadpool looks successful. Because, yeah, I mean, I was I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, well, I'm pretty sure, like, Wolverine came out before that, and that was rated R. And, you know, yeah, I completely forgot about the Blade movies, and those were, you know, decent. But, yeah, it wasn't. I mean,
0: the first line of Logan is, oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, we're hitting this thing ground running mm-hmm. with the rated R. And then he hacks and slashes people's yeah. heads and body parts off <sighs> in the first three minutes of this movie. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I feel like it's it's a it's a pansy and out of of your justification. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like any all these movies needed to be R, but say what you want. Like, say about the Expendable movies. That was one of their fatal flaws, I think. In one of them, when they jumped from R to thirteen, right? And you're like, well, wait. I'm here for the '80s badass characters, yep. and I want to see the violence. I want to yeah. live in this fantasy world for this running time. Now you're neutering it to PG-13. I yep. think neutering's gonna be my thing for these movies. It's <laughs> gonna castrate it right. No, I mean, fly. that's
1: kind of like what it is. I mean, just taking <laughs> all the the masculinity out of you know some of these characters when they're just meant to be badass. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa! Let's don't play the masculinity. Um. We're not sexist. <laughs> hmm. At all. I'm serious.
1: No. Uh, I I like
0: Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. I would agree. With all the haters out there. That's a different topic for a different Mm day. Okay. So, (laughs) Logan, we start out with Metal Claws again. Again, if you're in this trilogy and you jump from the Wolverine to Logan, Mm -hmm. he shouldn't have Metal Claws, but because it's so interwoven with the X-Men movies, something happens again in some timeline where he's back. I don't know what timeline we're in anymore because it's all screwed up. Right. So by my calculations, he is pushing 190 years old in this movie.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: I think Professor X is too. Yeah, which. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't know.
1: Which, how is he alive?
0: Well, so I'm trying to remember. He was alive in the 60s (sighs) and he was in his 20s in the 60s. Yeah. Like that. It's okay. It's okay.
1: Well, we'll carry on.
0: Yeah, that's okay. I do like the I the idea of an old man Charles who has is it they don't define what he's got, but they say something about seizures. He's got something wrong with his brain. When you get a super powerful mutant with those kind of powers who gets that old. I like that idea that he can't control and he can possibly kill people. Cuz this movie alludes to he killed all the X-Men. Right. If you really watch this and put on the subtitles, there's a lot of Story that's there that they don't focus on but they do a light touch right they kind of just slightly discuss always interesting like there's reason there's no mutants is because they started putting stuff in food and drink to stop mutations right and then that family that almost gets off ran off the road like it's a throwaway line where he's like we wouldn't sell our farm and then Logan's like so like The self-driving cars He's like It could have been them Like Hinting like There's people out Trying to murder him Right Using technology Like there's some Interesting themes here I And I liked it This movie by Is by far the best Of the three Yeah Probably by far The best of the X-Men Maybe Mm -hmm. Maybe X-2 is Yeah We're getting Some of those are good Daisy Future Past Is good Maybe I'm speaking too Far off on that But It's good (laughs) Logan's probably my favorite of the Wolverine mhm standalones.
1: I would agree. You agree with that. And it's and it it's not even really the fact because it's rated R, it's just the fact that it's all in all just a better film in general, you know? I mean I don't know. I I I I could go out, you know, all the F-bombs and, you know, seeing some titties, but I mean You know, like you said, you you get the you get the R rating, so you might as well just go all the way, I guess. Right. Like, I don't know. It just kind of boggles my mind that they would go that route, you know, because like it's it's still it's it's still Wolverine. Like, you know, like, do you really need that in this movie?
0: I feel like there's a there's a spreadsheet somewhere in all these producers' offices that says once once we're a green lit for an R, this is what we've got to hit. Do we have a gratuitous breast shot? How many curse words did we say, and how much blood and violence did we have? Right, great. We are definitely in the R rating. Yes, Ugh. which and I, I does that rob creativity in some of these? Like if you were to say, I
1: feel like it kind of does, like because it's to, just it's just such a cliche.
0: So. There's I mean, if you really watch like movies and like pay attention like why they're rated what they're rated, mm-hmm. sometimes an R rating is just for like one scene in a movie. And that could have been this movie. If you really if you the,
1: there's the, too many F-bombs.
0: I know, but if you were to write it out and make it cleanly written mm-hmm. and the violence was to a minimal, but you're but from a creative standpoint as either your writer, producer, director, you say no. This end scene where Logan fights his clone. This has got to be brutal, right? This yeah, that this was. will push us to R. Are we okay with that? And if they come back and say no, then I guess you got to rework it. But if they go, yeah, we're we're gonna allow the R rating just for the violent scene, we're fine,
1: right? Which, that'd be fine, too. Yeah, like, I mean,
0: th- there's loopholes and there's ways to do it.
1: Right, and, you know, that's the thing, is I feel like the R rating for this should have been just for that. Like, not for language, not for nudity. It should be straight just, like, for violence or, like, blood and gore. Because, yeah, yeah like, it's Wolverine, dude. He's got claws. He's obviously, if he's fighting with them, he's, yeah, like, it's going to get brutal. Like, that's how it should be. Yeah. But... You know, I mean, you could even still. I mean, that they probably could have kept Logan PG-13 and have. You know, I don't know. I don't know how far you can go with the violence. I mean, you obviously you'd have to cut a lot of the gore out, but. I mean, I'm sure you could get a lot of violence in there for and keep it PG-13. I mean, I'm not too sure though. I don't know what the, the border for that is.
0: I in college I did some studies in like the communication field and I got, I did a report on like the MPAA and their ratings mm-hmm. and I came to the conclusion like it's completely stupid and convoluted of like the things that <laughs> they decide is okay versus things that push it to an R. Right. And that's why I say like, I get frustrated like, okay, we're going to allow these certain curses X amount of times keeps you into 13. Right. You go beyond that. You're into R despite what your content is. Right. or your level of violence is. And that's why I ask like does that deter you from being creative in certain aspects of your process of making this movie or any any movie in general.
1: I mean it could. Yeah, I mean if you're if you're trying to set your like boundaries to where you know you need to keep it PG-13, I mean that yeah, that could totally ruin some creativity and and opportunities for the film that you wouldn't be able to fit in without it being
0: rated R but does it suffer more because it's a comic book movie that they have a hard time getting a, away from that 13 rating? Well,
1: I don't know. I the way I see it is like some of these movies and I think we've even touched upon this before but like it seems like a lot of people that would be watching these movies, you know, are are adults, people that have grown up watching and knowing this stuff and so Being rated R isn't going to be a problem because they're adults. They can go and see a rated R film. And, yeah, it's probably, you know, some of these producers will probably keep, you know, making money in mind and, you know, a broader audience, which obviously, yes. But I think... I think if you're doing certain movies like this, you need to not worry about money. You need to about making a really good movie, and if you make the really good movie, the
0: money's gonna follow. You keep your money on your mind, and your mind on your money. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I think. I think because everybody wants an, a return on their investment, right? When you get all these people pooling in their money, like. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like you got it's an investment. You kinda gotta know what you're getting yourself into. Yep. Do you wanna fund an R rated superhero movie or not? Right. And that's why like I would almost say the argument, like in some ways, stifle some creativity mm-hmm. at some level with these. You know, if you've got somebody who's got a great setup and, you know, the writing's good and then there's gratuitous violence and you got producers who come and say, We're only gonna fund this movie if you take at all the gratuitous violence. Like, well, the only way I can get this off the ground is if I do that. It's like, I, I compromise right. now. Yep. Is that fair? I don't know.
1: No, it's not fair, but I mean, yeah, I mean, that's some people got to do that to make it work, unfortunately. And I, and
0: I like how Deadpool too called him out on that bullshit. Oh, you guys! <laughs> yeah. You guys went R for your last movie. Well, I did that already, and here I am again. Yep. What's up?
1: Oh, it's so funny. And
0: you're like exactly <laughs> like there's no glass ceiling to break here on this rated R stuff. Like no, you could have been doing it, but you chose to play it safe. Yep. And it's like I said with like the turtles review. Like you gotta know your audience. Yep. I'm not taking my child to a PG-13 mm, no. movie, and so as an adult, treat me as such. Give Correct. me give me the concepts. Give me something to think about. I I like the idea of a post-traumatic stress Wolverine. He's seen some shit. Yeah. Let's get into this. A lot. And you know, and that's why like we talk about how Wolverine's like the central of even the X-Men movies. You've got Professor X in this one. And this movie has a bunch of different layers for me that are relatable and I think that's what makes it better for me. Right is that it hits on some of these of, like, you know, Wolverine never wanted to be a caregiver. Mm-mm. You know, he feels like he owes it to Professor X and to protect him while at the same time making sure he doesn't kill anybody. So now we live out in the desert. I mean, Wolverine never imagined he'd be some limo driver. Yeah. Who is just, you know. And the idea of, like, adamantium slowly killing him is an interesting idea because, yeah, you got – Dude, your bones are covered in metal. Is your body even actually working properly anymore? Seriously. I mean, that's a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's so an much interesting weight. theme. And I'm glad, like, it's just there under the surface. Right. But again, it's almost a rewrite from The Wolverine. Yeah, it is. We've got a Wolverine who's just barely hanging on for most of this movie. Mm-hmm. And then, guess what? At the very end, he gets a dose of something. And now he can go crazy again. Yep. And now. Is he going to die? Oh, he does in this one. Mm -hmm. So you're almost rewriting your own movie, which (laughs) is super crazy to me. Yeah. But it works better this time. It's almost Mm -hmm. like they got it right. Like, okay, we we did wrong this one. It's okay. Real quick. I would love to have seen an Omega Red. (sighs) I go back to, let's put this as a period piece, Cold War, (sighs) espionage, Omega Red versus Wolverine and Alpha Flight. Yes, maybe he does has adamantium claws. I don't know. I guess we're still on the fence of bone claws are the way to go,
1: and getting to maybe see a you know Deadpool Colossus, a, a really good colossus. that would been that. Oh my goodness, that would have been
0: so cool to see. And and I think part of the problem too is you got to remember like you take a comic movie or a comic TV show, it works in that medium. You've got episodes upon episodes mm-hmm. to do. Storytelling backstory you can go back and forth whatever. Yep. You've got one shot in a movie for the most part to tell a good story. Right. And so, does an Omega Red translate to a big screen? I don't know. It depends how you design it. it depends how you write it. it. Depends on the story overall.
1: Right. And seeing and that, it just seems like it be. It's like it shouldn't be that hard to make a, a decent movie, mm-hmm. especially a superhero movie when you have all of this content at your hands. You know, and, and yeah, they could easily spin it and make it their own somewhat. But, I mean, it just seems like even when they try to do that, they just completely fudge everything up.
0: And that was my problem with, like, the Wolf or uh, Origins. Like, I didn't need Gambit. I like Gambit. yeah, same. And they made him look... Some of the stuff was cool. Some of the stuff was like, okay, let's right. let's get over ourselves here. But they're just
1: throwaway characters at that exactly. point. They're just side characters that you never see again. And
0: Gambit's not a side character no. to me anyway. they they're
1: they're all main characters. They're all cool characters to show and to, you know, like I said, that that's why I feel like this this is hopefully these next X Men movies are going to be interesting and focus on all of them as a group instead of just one individual person. Because they all have their, their own backstories, their own place where they came from, their own cool powers. And I just feel like there's just not a lot of that. There needs to be more upon that.
0: Well, and I think the problem, too, is if you get that big of a cast, even for, like, standalone movies, like, you get tough to do that. Yeah. But even just, there are ways, and there's people out there who can figure that out. I'm yeah. probably not one of them. No. I mean, I'm going to sit here and complain about these movies and what I think should have been better. But I could tell you where you went wrong on these. Yeah, right. You shouldn't have been where you were with the origins. And so Omega Red, I don't know how you feel about Sabretooth. I feel like, was he, is that his dad? Is Sabretooth his dad? I don't think he was his brother. Who? Sabretooth. Wal- Wolverine's, Wolverine's dad? No, he's not his I dad. read something on the line, like at one point he was his father, and like so he's older, obviously. Hmm. So I don't know if – put Sabretooth in there, but Sabretooth is also part of Weapon X at some point. There are things to – moving pieces to move around. Right. Put him in a different super group before he meets the X-Men and just – I don't know. Omega Red was one I'd like to see when it comes to Wolverine and, like, his arch nemesis. I I don't know because, again, Wolverine fought – with a group against Magneto and you got Sinister and a bunch of other characters that he fought along the X-Men to defeat. But there are those you can pull. Right. I even think in the nineties cartoon is him and Colossus that fought Omega Red and some of the other X-Men, like it wasn't a full group effort. Mm -mm. There are things you can do here. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it's just sad that Hugh Jackman did a great job on, on this character. He worked with what he got. He seemed like he had the passion I mean, in The Wolverine, I watched the special feature. Like, he went with, like, 36 hours without drinking for that fight scene towards the end at night. So, like, everything would pop. And he was saying, like, he finally felt like he had the physique and the, the physicality that the character deserved. And I appreciate that about an actor who's, like, True. wanting to go a little bit extra for it. Mm-hmm. But, again, we've got too many fingers into a creative pie here. Yep. We're losing stuff. God. <sighs> And when everybody's trying to get their own and get their investment back, I think we're, in some instances, you're losing creativity. Yep. And when they're playing it, safe, like, we don't want to see PTSD. Okay, well, what else can we show about this character? If these are beloved characters from the X-Men movies, what are we going to show new about him?
1: Yep. And I feel like that should have probably just came something from the comics. Like, Like I said, there's a plethora of you know, plethora? St- pl- plethora plethora
0: plethora plethora
1: <laughs> uh yeah there's uh just a large amount of uh of story to you know go off of or just get a creative mind to even just think of something new i mean you know like there's a lot of creative people and creative minds out there that could come up with something new if you know that needed to be the case yeah so
0: so a couple of things on logan that i liked Uh, the place they're staying in in Mexico said it's a company based from Shanghai. I was just thinking to myself, like, is that a tie back to the Wolverine? Like, does he have ties back there? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who knows? It's never touched upon. It doesn't matter. I just thought it was interesting that they were specific about it. And one of the Reaver guys, I like, like, all their bionic robot arms. There's one guy who his arm is just a gun when they go to his combat, like his arm, like he's not holding a gun. Like it is a gun. Yep. And, like you watch him shoot it. And then like, he just reloads his gun. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. I thought the, again, this movie kind of suffers from like the lack of like the main villain. Like mm-hmm. we've got a main idea that's evil and we don't really have a main villain, except if you want to argue like his clone. right? But I'd also argue like it's almost corporate espionage. espionage yep. Because those groups trying to get their kids back. Now in the movie, weren't they just trying to kill the kids and that's why they let him escape?
1: I, yeah, because I halfway so. through the
0: movie, I was like, well, wait, if they're why are they trying to gather him back up in the woods? Why don't they just shoot him down? True. Because I thought that's why, because they got clone Wolverine to work out. So I maybe I'm wrong on that and misinterpreting what was going on, but I thought that was the idea of like, we got the kids out because they're going to kill them but now we're hunting them down and saving their lives. So it's like, yeah, whatever, it gives Wolverine excuse to go out there and just butcher people left and right. Mm-hmm. And the screams. This movie, at, Logan at the end just became a scream. His guttural growl. And then uh, X-23's child screams. Problem with this, she's got adamantium on her bones. She can't grow, right? Theoretically, maybe we should up these the teenagers. I don't know.
1: Unless, mm.
0: which is weird because even Professor X was like, he explained like the foot claw thing, like the lions. I'm like, so did the, they, they add that to her or did her body do that? Right. Because this is weird mm-hmm. because you're showing me the picture like where they act like they're surgically adding in the metal. Right. So does she have bone claws on hands and feet? Like, what's her genetic makeup here? Because it she's a clone of Wolverine. Right. But she's the female version, so is that with a different mutation? Then, Like, it's side story that I guess doesn't matter. <laughs> I guess. But you're right. begging me to ask the question. Mm-hmm. And if you're begging me to ask the question, because you're going that deep already, I need the answers. I'll
1: just touch light on it. Yep. Because... That is a good question. Which... I don't know. I don't want to say they probably just put him in,
0: but. Surgically inserted them. Yeah. Something I, like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I just think there's a lot more to this movie that, that should have happened. And I liked them better with each one, Logan being my favorite of them. But I think we answered the question of why the moon is lonely. Because Wolverine. <laughs> yep. Right? The Wolverine. That was the stupidest thing of that first movie is how he gets his name absolutely hated it It was just, yep. mm, again you're neutering you're neutering a character who is pretty
1: much a badass in every aspect yes, of life but. And
0: super trained and just he's got issues he's got backstory and we're just gonna cut his balls off and say yeah because you're in a PG 13 world right now we're not gonna yep. do anything cool with you and it, it's just it's frustrating you had a guy that was in charge of lethal weapon man Lethal Weapon oh speaking Lethal Weapon, I watched the Mel Gibson movie recently, Bloodfather. Hmm. Dude, I was like, okay. Mel Gibson and Hugh Jackman, Old Man Logan, or I was like, these guys are almost identical. <laughs> Mel Gibson for Wolverine, please. <laughs> <laughs> Turn back the hands of time. Uh, Let's seriously. get that going. So for movie rewrite, I think we nailed it. I think I, I think, think so it should too. have been period pieces completely taken away from the X-Men movies and should have been standalone with or without adamantium claws I don't think that should have been the focus agreed maybe the payoff just should have been that he gets him in X-Men yeah or maybe we do a brain scramble he gets him without him given permission and here we are yeah and that should have been it I would agree so for movie rewrite the moon is lonely